Welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast with your host, Chris Anderson. In this show, Chris and his guests will share their knowledge and experience on how to go from zero to successful entrepreneur. They have built their businesses from scratch and are now ready to give back to those who are just starting. Let's get ready to learn, grow, and elevate our businesses. And now your host, Chris Anderson. Welcome back to another recording of the Elevate Media Podcast. I'm Chris Anderson, your host. And today we're going to dive into another amazing journey of an entrepreneur who's in the real estate space, doing very, very well and sharing his knowledge on social media about it. And on top of that, sharing, you know, the struggles, ups and downs and and how things can be difficult, but how we can work through those. So excited to have Ace Karimi on the show today. Ace, welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast, man. Chris, thank you for having me. How are, you, how are we doing today? Hey, man, doing fantastic. Another day, right? Another day, another dollar. Yes, sir. So... And I'm excited to dive into it. Um, you know, I'm curious, what got you into the real estate world in general? You know, not not alone, you know, multi-family dwellings. Great question. So I initially was an uh, entrepreneur in the marketing space. I was doing social media for businesses, uh, working on getting clients and building that business up. And this was about in 2017. Uh, it actually was tougher than it looked, especially being a new entrepreneur. You have a lot more hurdles than you normally expect. Uh, it was very difficult, uh, but the cool thing is uh, I was learning real estate on the side. I was learning about a thing called uh, flipping uh, houses and wholesaling houses. So I was studying up on that. Uh, I had a marketing background and I had a business partner uh, and me and him went together and we're like, hey, we can do this, right? This doesn't look that hard. We're seeing people do big checks. It can't be that, you know, that, that impossible. Plus, you know, we're driving around certain parts of our city here in Northern Virginia, D.C., Maryland area, and I'm seeing these banded signs on the ground, and I'm seeing signs that say, sell your house for cash, and I'm like, hey, does this really work? You know, I'm sure you've seen it too. Like, yeah, this yeah. really work. And then you go and look it up, and you see all these stories on YouTube, people sharing, they're making 30K, 20K, $15,000 checks, $50,000 checks, and it's like, man, just one of those checks could completely change my life. And so uh, we actually got a deal from a bandit sign, interesting enough, it was one of our larger uh, flips that we did. And it was an amazing check. I uh, got to help out a couple up in uh, Washington, D.C. But yeah, that was our journey. We got into the real estate. You know, uh, At that time, we started flipping and wholesaling houses, which is a great entry point. Um, and then from there, you know, about three and a half years in, we decided, hey, we want to take it to the next level. We got into commercial real estate because we said, hey, it's time to stop chasing and it's time to start creating wealth. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I think, yeah, creating wealth is such a crucial piece to a lot of our journeys that we're trying to do. And uh, there's so many avenues to do that. And, and, you know, yours was the commercial real estate. Did you see any, uh, you know, big struggles within your area with, you know, COVID and, and post-COVID with virtual work? Did that affect your commercial side of things or was it kind of not really affected there? So here's the the crazy story about it, Chris. Uh, yeah. 20 when COVID hit, that was actually our entry point into commercial real estate. <laughs> right. Okay. Universe has a funny way of working out and God has a mysterious way of doing things, right? Mm-hmm. And for us, I was doing a wholesaling and flipping business, right? I had an entire office space. I had personnel and we had people on payroll. And then when COVID hit and, you know, I'm getting calls from uh, our employees' parents and, they're saying, hey, it's very risky. There's a virus going on. Business is not that important. You know, you get all, all this pressure put upon you. 
and you actually are forced to close your doors because now there's mandates from the government coming in. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, wow, like we have to adjust from a complete virtual environment to buy and sell real estate. And we actually did, right? We went completely virtual, ended up closing down an office space. And then about a month in, we're like, you know what? This could be an opportunity, right? Because I, I believe in opportunity. I believe every time some shift in the market, the economy, something happens, there is an opening that is created if the right entrepreneur can step up to the plate. So me and my partner got a chance to sit down and we're like, hey, what do we really want to do? Like, how can we really get ahead and take advantage of this time? And then that's when we realized, hey, whoa, instead of doing this, which could get wiped out like completely, why don't we get into the multifamily space and start looking for apartment complexes? And so uh, after that discussion, we just went all in and we're like, you know what? This is what we're going to do now. And within about uh, 90 days, we got our very first multifamily apartment complex here in my home state in Virginia. That's awesome. And that you mentioned right there. COVID hit, so you had to make some shifts, right? Adjustments that happens along the way. Why is that? Why are? Why is being able to pivot and shift so important for entrepreneurs uh, as they're trying to grow a business? You know, the environment is always moving. That's the one of the variables you have to understand when you're an entrepreneur and business owner. It's never a fixed environment, right? What you enter in today could literally change tomorrow, next week, next month. So you have to move fast. And if you're nimble and you're able to make pivots and adjustments at the right moments, you can take advantage of it, right? These are actually moments to springboard upwards. And I noticed that firsthand. I'm like, hold on. The, the, actual, the actual obstacle is not being nimble, being too rigid in your structures and thinking what worked in 2010 is going to work right now, right? We're in an ever-changing environment, especially with technology, where, man, it's not even the same it was three years ago as it is today. It, Every year, there's massive change happening, and the only constant really is change. Yeah, and you know how do how would you suggest people, or how would you guide people in making those you know those pivots? Because there comes, there's always risks, there's always reward possibilities. So you know, if you're talking to an early entrepreneur, how do you guide them in making the the best decision for them when they're maybe trying to pivot or change or adapt? Well, number one, you want to take a step back and zoom out. That's always what I say. Normally, the biggest trap we entrepreneurs face is we're too much in the day-to-day of our own grind. We're deep into the forest, right? So you don't know which direction to go. Take a step back. And if anything, just zoom out like 30,000 square feet as if like you're a plane going over the field. And take a look. Where are you right now, right? You have to take a nice audit of where you are. And then take a look at your mission. What is really the end goal here? five to seven years or three years, just something where, you know, there's a vision, there's a feeling behind it. Like, what is it that you really saw with this business and this opportunity when you first got into it? What's your vision, your vision, and what's your mission statement? Mm. Once you get that clear, then you work backwards and say, hey, look, what is a step that I could take right now with the opportunities and the variables in the environment that could help me accomplish to that vision in a lot quicker time using any changes that's happening right now. And you have to be willing to let go of the need to be right. right? Mm. That's what holds us back. You think I made a decision a year ago and it's like, oh, I need to stick to this decision. No, can't move on to the next decision. Who cares? Right? It's not about being right and having your ego stroked. It's about doing what's right and taking the opportunity because at the end of the day, if you don't, somebody else will. 
Yeah. And I think that's a big lesson that you know, I think we all have to learn at some point on the journey is uh, get the ego out of the way. We don't have to be right. Uh, yeah. Just kind of take those those chances. So, you know, how did you have to learn, you know, how to keep that ego in check or keep it maybe out of the way so you could become successful? Here's the honesty, brother. I <laughs> beat the hell up in my first 18 months. I mean, I still get beat up today. It's, it's not like a day where, where a, a week that goes by where you're not getting punched in the face a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Not a lot. And so, man, those first 18 months, I came in like this hot shot. I'll be honest. I came in thinking, this is going to be easy. I have some sales background because I, I used to go door to door. That's my, you know, I had some sales experience starting out. And I was like, this is going to be easy. I'm going to be signing up clients left and right for my marketing business. I'm going to take you to a million dollars in like a year. If not sooner, I'm going to set the record. I had, a, I had a big ego, brother. And, you know, the universe humbles you. Like, he just smacks the hell out of you. And it's like, hey, you're not there yet. It's good to have a high self-belief. But I, I went through a lot of pain, brother, uh, especially in my personal life, because mm-hmm. I didn't realize how important having self-development was a part of being an entrepreneur. I had bad habits, you know? I wasn't even waking up at the right time. I was going out and drinking and even drinking at home by myself, you know, uh, I was smoking and I even had uh, a lot of cases with just smoking marijuana, you know, it was out of it. And I just, you know, I was all over the place. There was a lot of chaos. I and mean, I'm over here trying to build a multi-million art business and all of this, right? You, you literally seem silly thinking about this. You think you're invincible and it's not until you actually get humbled, right? And you see the results and you see you know, a declining bank account and you see credit cards stacking up and you're not in a good place internally that it's like, hey, uh, something needs to change, right? I have videos of me crying, like how, how painful it is and just being a complete downer, like this sucks, screw this, blah, 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 you know, making up excuses. And it's like, cause that's, you know, your ego is being pushed down and that pain allowed me to wake up. Right. You have to feel that deep pain because it's like, okay, at a certain point, what does it really take now? Now I'm open. What does it take? Yeah. So did you have like that one defining moment that was a wake up call or was it kind of just a component, uh, compilation of everything that you're just eventually fed up with and you're like, hey, this got to change? Yeah, it's, it's always an accumulation, you know, mm-hmm. it might be in a single moment of time, but even then you have to consistently like program yourself to keep going, right? Even though you might springboard off that one moment, right? The pain is a gift. That's one of the things I realized, right? It's one of my motivating factors. It's one of my sources of fuel now. I remember the pain deeply still from six years ago, but even now, right? There's always going to be some pain involved. And I use it as a source of fuel to help me move forward and accomplish my goals. Because I'm like, you know what? We're all in pain to some degree, right? right. I'm going to use that pain to help to provide a solution because once you can do that on a regular basis now as an entrepreneur as, as well then you can create a really good business and really serve people yeah. no that's so true i think yeah we all have pain and and you're going to have it regardless so how you can use that as fuel or as uh something that keeps you down i think is a big big driving force in success and you know what are some things that you once you realize that you had that pain and you're like okay i gotta get my ego out of the way and start to, you know, take a different path. What are some things that you implement or you have implemented now in your life that you would say are a huge part um, of your growth and success and, and that'll con- continue to carry you on as you grow? 
any habits or things like that? Absolutely. 100%. Once you are right, your world will be right. You need to start every single day with a powerful intention. You got to wake up with a routine that is built for success, right? There are routines for success, habits for success. Waking up at a fairly early time. You might not be the earliest, you know, you might not be able to wake up the earliest, but if you wake up very early, it'll help you get a, st- a strong start to your day. Hitting the gym, right? Journaling, writing down, reading something new, even a few pages. It doesn't have to be an entire book. Read a few pages, get a new idea. You, you need to be constantly soaking in new information. Then going to the gym, working out your body. There's a connection with the mind, body, and spirit. And the weaker your body is, the weaker your mind usually will be. There's always a connection there. Then, you know, once you finish the gym, self-grooming, taking care of yourself, right? This builds esteem. It builds self-confidence so that once you actually go at work, you've already done so many things that you've already stacked up these wins. When you stack up these wins, what do you think your confidence is going to be like? What do you think your energy is going to be like? Most of the time, people have stacked up no wins. So how are they going to go and win the rest of their day if they haven't won anything in the morning yet? That's how it works, right? You stack up all these wins, and then by the time you go to work, now you're stacking up even more wins. Every call that you make, every email that you send out, every client that you talk to, every problem that you put out is a win. So reframing in your perspective as well. Every day, if you stack up these wins for day after day after day after day, you're going to create immense momentum where things are just going to flow to you, and that's where you're just in the zone, right? You're just like Michael Jordan, just hitting every shot, right? You're unstoppable. To get to that point, it takes a lot of consistency and momentum and doing the things that you may not want to do on certain days, but doing them anyway, because you know that's what's going to create the ultimate success for you because you're willing to put discipline over your feelings. Mm. Yeah, that's huge. Putting your discipline over your feelings because you know you hear about motivation, but you got to get motivated. Same motivation comes and goes. <laughs> there are yeah. days that, like I know Ace, you probably can attest to this as well. But like, I don't want to do. I don't want to get up and do what I need to do. You know, there's just days that I don't feel like doing it. But yep. this, the discipline of knowing that I need to do it, I have to do it uh, for that bigger reason, for that you know where we want to head. Yeah, you know, makes those actions happen. Uh, so I think that's that's crucial and a, and a good reminder is you know the discipline is more important yeah. than the motivation than than the feelings because feelings come and go, uh, but that discipline is going to continue. So let me ask you case. Bit, Chris, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you push past that when you when you start feeling those you know those feelings days? You know, what's your process? Yeah, just reminding myself, you know, what I'm doing this all for. You know, the bigger picture of of you know elevating brand stories through mm-hmm. video. Like if if I if we don't show up. As an organization, those people don't get the help. They're not getting their messages out there more clearly and at a high level on video. And so they're not able to help as many people. And so it's a ripple effect of negativity. So that's one way. And then the second is, you know, I just look at my kids, like, and then I think about my team and their families. And like, if I don't show up, if I don't do the actions, even if I don't feel like doing them, like this goes down. And then who's going to be take care of my kids? Who's going to be supporting? Mm-hmm. Uh, those other families out there. Um, and so just, again, kind of like you said, taking that 30,000 uh, foot view of like the bigger picture, and, you know, uh, reminds me, hey, this needs to be done like this. You, you got to do it no matter what. Yeah. I like that. So you have a why, you know, and having kids is a powerful why, having a family, right? Because it goes outside of just you. We tend to be self-obsessed, I've noticed, especially here 
in the in the modern first world, right? We have virtual problems. And, yeah. You know, it, it does come with a slew of other situations you have to handle. And one of those is your again, your esteem, your focus on the self all the time. But if you're focused on yourself all the time, you're not thinking about anything else, how are you gonna make any progress in business and life, right? The self-obsession needs to go because the second you start thinking outside of yourself, then you want to serve some greater problem. Somebody else, even just one person for a few minutes. Like one, you forget about your problems as much, you feel better, right? And you know that you're helping the world in a possible way and you will get paid for it over time, 100%. I definitely think that's how the law of compensation works. And so it's detaching from the self, looking outside of yourself. And even if you have to train yourself, right? What I would recommend to anybody who's going through that, uh, because it it does add to the mental health dilemma going on in the world. And it's because of things like this, it's self-obsession, right? Go out of your way. Go to a senior care center. Help out and like, go volunteer, right? Go go to some nonprofit for literally uh, an hour and just help out and watch somebody who's less fortunate than you and you will see. Go to a graveyard, right? If you haven't been, go and it's a reminder like life is limited. Yeah. Not near, too much long, right? Look at, look at the, the tombstone. It's a one year dash one year. Mm-hmm. That dash is your entire life. That's it. That's your entire life. And so these are reminders. It's not to put yourself into a fearful position. It's to remind yourself that, whoa, there's a way bigger things going on in the world. Right. And, you know, you want to be a part of the solution and, and helping serve any way you can. Absolutely. And, you know, thinking back to, you know, what we were talking about of getting the right habits in place and doing the right things to improve ourselves, to be able to then serve more, you know, that doesn't always have to be like, you know, all of a sudden you're getting up at 5 a.m. and you're working out like take this. And, and cause you talked about uh, getting those wins, stacking those wins and those wins can be a lot smaller or it could be started in a yeah. position. Your win could just be, you know, getting to bed five minutes sooner, like start small if you have to and build those wins and then build those habits accordingly. And then you'll get to that position. Cause a lot of people, I feel like they're like, Oh, you know, someone said I need to get up at 5 a.m. So, and they're getting up at like eight, seven and eight AM and they're trying to get up at five and they fail and then they then it almost is a reverse. <laughs> Instead yeah. of stacking wins, they're like, Oh, I didn't do it today. Oh, I didn't do it today. And it just like spirals down. It's like making sure you're you're creating those small, small little wins to push you towards that ultimate, you know, next level, whether it be five AM, so get a bit early, get up, yeah. you know, just start by getting up maybe you're an outcome early. Too, Chris. I'm not dude, I've struggled with this for more yeah. than anybody. Because I've always been the night out. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I've I struggled more than anybody. I still struggle. I'm not, I'm just gonna be upfront about that, dude. Like I look at some people, I'm like, man, how do you even do that? You just wake up 5 a.m. like it's nothing, you know? Yeah. Man, I I fight that sometimes to this day. I'm not really a 5 a.m. person. You know, I'll wake up a bit later, but that's but that's what works for my schedule, right? So I'm not gonna yep. put myself into that box because I don't believe everybody is a 5 a.m. guy. Right. You wake up relatively early, it's good. But I've made mistakes in everything. I've messed everything up. And then that's just how I've learned, right? I've done it wrong for so long and messed up and tried and failed and tried to fail that I'm like, man, I'm just numb to it now. I'm like, yeah. I, I can't I can't fail anymore. Like it's <laughs> I've seen it all and I'm just I'm not afraid to fail anymore, man. Yeah. Cause I mean that's the only way we can grow. Um, yeah. I mean it's a good always a good example for me at least is you know, working out and trying to get stronger, like your muscles theoretically fail if yeah. you're pushing them hard enough. 
to the to the point of that's what causes the growth. Even if it's a micro fail, a micro fail of the fibers in the muscles, like there's still somewhat of failing going on that causes uh, them to grow back stronger. And so seeing it in a positive way, hey, you know, uh, and I forget who I heard say this, but it, it kind of re- in regards to sales and um, growing a business and things like that, they said, you know, I expected to know because if I had the expectation of, especially starting out in the new, you know, new sales role to get yeses every time I was going to get so discouraged. You know, I knew I had skill. I knew what I could do, but I just expected, you know, most people are going to say no. And, and the more no's got me closer to the yes. And so I was excited, like, no, okay. One less no coming. Like I'm getting one step closer to the yes and just continue to hone your skills. I think that was a unique perspective and, and something I thought was is good. Like they weren't afraid of the no, they just knew it was part of the journey. It is. The obstacle is the path. I can't. Like, uh, proverb thrown around out there. <laughs> if your path is clear and you have no obstacle, that is not the path to be on. Right. Because that's not a path of a lot of honor and, and triumph and success of greatness. That's not a path of yep. greatness. That's what it is. It's not yeah. A path it's I just path told somebody. Yeah. Path of mediocrity. I like that. And I, I was just telling someone the other day, like, if your journey is is easy if it feels like everything's going good you you might not be doing the right thing because when we're when we're trying to grow constantly where we're trying to put ourselves out there to help people there's always going to be friction it might not be some traumatic thing but you're going to feel some sort of growth pains you're going to feel some discomfort with it yeah. uh, but if you're if you're on a, a just an easy ride where everything's simple yep. comfortable you might not be doing necessary what you should be. There's something else out there you could be doing to yeah. you know improve your life, improve others' lives and, and things like that. Well, growth is painful, brother. I mm-hmm. mean, even it sounds like you get the gym. I had the gym myself constantly. And you know, it's not it's not pleasant to go in there weeks every day and and to go yeah. and put your body through this stressful resistance, right? But resistance builds strength. You need resistance mm-hmm. in your life. How, how the hell else are you gonna grow? Right. If everything is just pushed to you and given to you at a silver platter, you haven't learned anything. You haven't done anything. Right. If you're willing to eat as much pain, as much shit as possible, I don't know how to curse, but if you're good, (laughs) as much shit as possible, if you're like, dude, my bar is up here, I don't think anything can get to me. I'm going to put up as much shit as possible, eat as much crap, do as much crap without expecting anything at all in return because I know I'm building myself up. And I'm going to look completely stupid trying something new. And I don't care what anybody else thinks. And if you do that for a period of time long enough, you'll get anything that you want, 100%. Because yeah. yeah. not afraid to be judged. The person who's willing to eat crap for a long time and go through pain. The person who's willing to do it for an indefinite period and not have anything without any expectation in return. That's the person that's dangerous. And he will be a top one percenter and get everything that he wants because- that's what the 99% won't do. Right. Yeah. It, it, right. What they will do, you will be what they will never be. Absolutely. And it's almost because of like how people look at everything. Like we look crazy. <laughs> you know, people would look at us, the normal average person and say, yeah, that dude is crazy because as an entrepreneur, you know, even if you're just someone who's, you know, a bodybuilder, like looking at them, like people who aren't into that, they're like, those guys are, those guys and girls are crazy. Like, because yeah. because of all the the voluntary stress that they're putting <laughs> themselves through and the you know like as an entrepreneur like we 
if you want to be in the successful entrepreneur category, you got to be a little crazy in the world standards For because sure. you're going up against uh, companies that are bigger than you a lot of the times that have been in the market a lot of the times. Um, you have to, you know, fight all the sort of economic positions in the world. Uh, yeah. Everything. Dragons. Yeah. Like you're, you got to do everything when you're beginning. You have to bootstrap, do everything yourself. Like it's yeah. crazy if you look from the outside perspective. And, and so, like, just thinking of it that way, like, embrace that a little bit and be like, yeah, you know, I'm a little crazy. I, I'm, yeah. I want, I'm, I'm going to succeed at this. And that's, again, kind of with what you're saying, like, if you want to be that top 1%, you've got to do what the rest won't. Uh, yeah. and, and a lot of that's longevity too, like just being consistent through all the crap. Like you mentioned, like sometimes that's all it takes is just more time. Uh, Cause individually we can only put in so many works, 24 hours is all we got. And you know, you have to give some of that to yourself to sleep, to eat, you know, to take care of yourself. So like you only have so much time to work. So, or you only have so much work to give so much effort, energy. So now just extend the the time frame of it um, mm-hmm. until you're until you're able to, you know, replicate what you're doing through other people, then you can extend like the work ceiling, but it's still length of time. Um, I just learned that from a guy at an event I went to this weekend, you know, hard work times time equals yeah. success. So right. you got a limit on your work you can do. It's just natural until and then as you bring on people. And so time is the only thing you can really increase to give you success. So. No, I love that. You know, that's actually funny. You mentioned that, Chris. I, I really appreciate you bringing that up because yeah. that time variable was something I didn't understand much myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, I have a great business partner. He understands that very well, right? I'm a work, work force. Uh, you know, he he's a lot more like visionary mindset related and and, and being very patient, incredibly patient. Mm-hmm. Same. But that time variable never really... Uh, I never understood it. I'm like, what is with this time thing, right? Because I always thought I could do something in one, two, three years, right? But right. Says, if you think you can do something in two years, what could you really do in 10, right? Yeah, I think Gates said it. He's like, he's like, people overestimate what they could do in one year and they underestimate what they could do in 10, right? If you think you're going to hit the moon in one year, what could you do in 10 years? Like at that point, you're, you're going, yeah, you're heading up, up every part of the galaxy and you can actually do more in 10 than you can do in one right there's a compounding effect as well and my the situation with the time thing to me it's like man i haven't really done anything outside of this real estate where i've actually put in twenty thousand, thirty thousand hours 10 years into because that's where the most successful people in their industries in their realms exist they've been yeah. doing it for decades Right. That's with the variable. It's just they have that extra seven years, which mm-hmm. has an asymmetric return for them. Yeah. You haven't hit that asymmetric yield yet. So you need to be patient, like you're saying. Like that HS thing is nuts because time does have a compounding effect, but you need to be doing it for long enough. And right. you just, you know, stop after a month, a year, or even two, three years, you're not even seeing. The trajectory, right? Yeah, you feet away from goal. Yep, you backed away way too soon. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that's the crucial part because you know, with uh, us here at Elevate, we're three years in, almost three, or uh, we're like two and a half years in, almost three years in, and like I'm like super grateful for where we are. But yeah. then I, I take that I'm like we're only like two and a half years. In. 
<laughs> two and a half years in, like, oh my gosh, like in eight more years to think where we might be or where, we, where we're headed, like yeah. it's crazy. Um, and I think a lot of the times, like in universe, whatever you call it, like, I think just like, regardless, I think if you're trying to succeed at something, um, there are things that come into your journey to almost say like, do you really want it? Like, do you really want to stick this out? So you get thrown these challenges, I think, to kind of test that. Yeah. Um, because like, like if, if it was easy, everyone would do it. So like weathering the storms and, you know, climbing out of those valleys and, and everything like that, just, uh, I think just part of it. So if you can get better at taking those on the chin and just saying, yeah, we just keep moving forward. We're, we'll maybe shift over a little bit to avoid that one or get around it, but just continue on to the, you know, that mountaintop, um, I think almost oh, like paying your dues. I hate to say that, but like, it's just part yeah. of it. Like, it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy, easy journey. No. And you know what? This, the, the, this time thing is a really interesting one. I like talking about it. Yeah. Time is really the, a competitive advantage. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm noticing now. You might not be better than somebody. You might not be faster than them. You know, might not be smarter than them, but if you are willing to outlast somebody and just keep going and going and going and going and going and going and you refuse to stop, Mm-hmm. You will beat that person one day. I'm very confident. The person who refuses to stop, who refuses to let rejection, failure, anything get in his way, and he just takes the next step day in and day out for year after year after year, for decades, that person will be the ultimate winner, 100%. That, that, that's literally an advantage that you can beat everyone else at. Because at some point, they will stop, they will quit, they'll be complacent, they'll be happy. And if you just keep going, you'll be that guy on the top of, whatever industry, whatever realm you're trying to be on. Yeah. Time is the competitive advantage if you have nothing else. You just work and you put the time in longer than anybody else, you will be the most successful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, as you get to those points, then you're able to to expand and, and branch mm-hmm. into different things because you have the means, the time, and the resources to do so. But until then, that's mine. Like I have so many goals and, and aspirations and, and dreams that I'm, I'm headed toward. It's like, but yeah, you know, one bite at a time get this to a certain level um, and then you'll have the means and the resources and people necessary to get the, the next thing going a lot faster. Then you can, you can decrease the time yeah. because if you've built something successfully to that point, you've learned, you understand. And, and then you'll also have more resources, you know, people, all that as well, uh, which makes a big difference. So then the next thing you start, once that thing's successful, keeping it, selling it, whatever you do. Yeah you you shorten you're going to shorten the time of being su- successful in the other thing because you've already built something huge if that makes sense no you're right and that's what happens because you've yep. built something now and it's easier because you've taken mm-hmm. all that compressed time yep. and you have a machine that works and you know it's easy yeah. to leverage it outsource and delegate it and I, I always think of celebrities like you know that's why my mind goes to like um the rock Dwayne Johnson like now he has a tv show about his his story and upbringing like and his dad, I mean, had to work and get into the ranks, which so you set him up for a, a decent position getting into wrestling. But he still had to pay his dues. He still had to go through ups and downs and, and see if he was actually going to be a success in that. Uh, and then he had to build a brand and a name for himself. And over decades and decades, then, you know, he's built something successful. Yeah. And, and people know him and, and he's been able to get his name out there. Then when he starts anything else, TV shows, movies, you know, tequila, whatever it is, it's a lot simpler because he's put in so, 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 so much work in the back end 
that he can decrease the time of success on the next thing. I, I, that my mind always goes to them because they're in the public eye so much, and mm-hmm. um, but they've all had to build up. They've all had to, you know, build something to that point. So, you're right. It, it it is building, man. There is no escaping the the dues to be paid. There are no little shortcuts. Yeah. There really are not. You can get the shortcut for the blueprint and get right. a career mentor, which I hundred percent believe in. But and there's no shortcutting the work. Nobody else will do the work for you unless you know you are a rare unicorn and you're automatically good at hiring and delegating and telling people what to do. Even then, you still have to manage and overwatch the machine and. There's a lot involved. You have to be willing to roll your sleeves up, even if it's just for a period of time, and go all in. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of failure. Don't be afraid of being embarrassed. You know, it's a lot of social judgment too that holds us back. You know, and I I can even attest to this in some regards because, man, like you know, I was socially conscious. I'm like, why do I care what other people think? You know, and I think we all do. We, We generally all care about what others think of us. But like it shouldn't be to the point where it cripples us, paralyzes us from taking action uh, and the actual consequences of that action, right? If I feel, I'm just like, whatever, right? Because then when you, see, when you do succeed, then it's the opposite. Now they're all like, you know, it's all it's all fake love. Yep. So it goes both ways. Like you have to be independent of the social mechanisms that run us. You have to be willing to hack your own psychology a little bit and just be like, dude, I don't care. I really use no care. I'm I'm okay with myself. I'm cool in my own skin, and I'm want to look stupid. <laughs> and you gotta be want to look stupid. You gotta be want to be laughed at and embarrassed. I've been there many times. Trust me. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, it's funny. I just I heard a guy say this uh, just not too long ago, and he said, "You know, I want I want you to like me. I want people to like me, but I don't need you to like me. Yeah. Like I'm cool. I I know who I am. I don't yeah. need you to like me. You know, I'd love it if you like me, but if not, hey, it's okay. I don't need that. And I thought that was that was a, a profound statement, and it's so true. Like. You know, we don't need everyone to like us. We don't need many people to like us. Um, but if they do, great. But, you know, you have to understand what our identity is and not accept those labels that are out there put on us sometimes. No, you're, you're, you're not, that's a complete fact, man. The, the social aspects of it, the personal, you know, the, the, the esteem involved. Like one of my biggest problems, man, growing up is I had an identity issue. Mm. You know, and I'm sure maybe others do, maybe others don't. I, I noticed some people had that figured out early on in their life. And, you know, I, I journal pretty often now. And I noticed, I'm like, man, much of my life has just been figuring out who the hell I'm, who the hell I, I even am. Mm-hmm. Like, who am I? Yeah. What am I? What am I about? Who am I really? And it sounds like, oh, like I'm going too deep into the rabbit hole, but I've always wanted to know. I'm like, who is Ace? You know, what is my identity? And, you know, the great thing is you could create yourself in the world that we live in, right? It's not stuck to events and labels of the past, right? Oh, I went to this school. I studied this. This is my occupation. Like, sure, those are some things that you do in mm-hmm. a support of, your, of who you are, but that's not who you really are. Yep. And understanding my own identity, who I really am at my core, where is my true authenticity? What do I really like? What am I passionate about? What am I willing to do? Um, where does my focus go? You know, and what are the things that make me me? Mm-hmm. And going deeper into that, because the, the more self-aware that you become, right? I'll say this for myself. The more self-aware I became of my imperfections, my faults, my strengths, the things I like, the things I'm really not that good at, the things I'm terrible at, the things uh, you know that are unique to me, 
the more I realized, I'm like, hold on, this is actually a gift because I don't have to be good at everything. I'm actually bad at a lot of things. I'm bad at most things, you know? <laughs> um, I'm really great at a few things, and I have one or two things that make me unique. And yeah. and if you just double down on things that you're really great at and unique and use those things to propel you forward while you know still improving your weaknesses but getting other people to help you know complement those weaknesses now you become a power team right I, I like to talk about not just business but life is a team sport life everything right you need to have people around you who can complement you in the areas and your blind spots yeah. you need to have people around you as a team just like in an nba team there's five people it's a 5v5 game you know the point guard is not going to play the center position or the shooting <laughs> guard right yeah. soccer there's a forward, a goalkeeper, a midfield. Everybody has a position to play. Yep. And the reason all sports are like that for the most part, and e- even when it's like a, a game like golf, it's not mm. one guy on there. He has a coach behind him, a staff. You know, There's always a team or somebody behind a successful person. And in your own life that I noticed that in my life, I'm like, wow, the more great people I get around me that I can help in their life and compliment their weaknesses, they can compliment mine, then we can all, you know, work together as a unit because mm-hmm. we all have weaknesses. I understand my weaknesses and I'm not afraid to say it. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm, I struggle uh, with consistency uh, and I focus on improving that, right? I'm not organized like that. I'm not a great manager. Uh, I meant, you know, a, a manager, an operational person, but I love meeting people. I love talking yeah. to people. I love, you know, solving problems and collaborating and working with others. And these are the things that I'm going to double down. So I know I just said a lot there. But yeah, that's awesome. My 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 self awareness of just like, look, man, I'm just not good at that. If somebody told me to do something I was just terrible at, I'm like, hey, I'll do it. I'm the only person here, but I, I'm not going to do a great job at it. I'm going to do something else. I don't want to escape mm-hmm. work. But I'm very self aware now. I'm like, dude, here's where I can add maximum value and help right. out in a 10x manner versus just you know trying to push this stone uh, across a hard surface and i'm like it's it's really not the best way to go about it i'd rather use cranes machines and and use my brain so one of the gifts that i, I was getting yeah no absolutely and that was that was a lot but right on i think it's so crucial just to understand yourself in all aspects yeah. and and um the good the bad the ugly and, and you know work it the best you can so ace this has been fantastic I've really, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I think, Me too. You, know, you, you gave a lot of great, great nuggets out there, so people listening can take and uh, start, you know, making positive, you know, change in their life, positive growth. So I appreciate you being on. Where can people connect with you at? Find out more about you and see what you're doing. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Chris. By the way, you can follow me on Instagram at Ace dot Invest. Uh, I'm also on TikTok as well at Ace dot Invest. Uh, and those are my two primary pages. Uh, you can also, you know, go go to my website, theinvestcapital.com. That domain might change. But, you know, my name is Ace Creamy. You can find me on social media. And uh, just feel free to reach out, connect with me. Let me know if you, I can help you with understanding real estate, if there are deals that you want to partner on or learn more about. Um, or if you just want to connect and, hey, like, let's have a conversation. I'm cool with that too. Uh, let's see how we can help each other grow and just, be a, uh, an asset to each other. Awesome. Yeah. Ace again, thanks so much for being on the show today. Appreciate it, Chris. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Media Podcast. 
Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. See you in the next episode.